guys, welcome to Music Blueprint. This is Gina Fontanella, and I am so excited about today's podcast because I get to interview one of my really great friends that I've known. Gosh, I actually, Camber, I don't even know how long I've known you. Are we at like seven years or eight? Uh, what are we at, at least now? seven. If, if not eight. If not, Long right. Um, but I'm so excited and give a big round of applause to Camber. Yay! <laughs> yeah. So Camber, just just tell the, the people a little bit about yourself. Uh, how are you in the music industry? And, and, you know, just give us a little tidbit and I'm sure we'll get more about you and what you do um, as this podcast goes on. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm an artist and a musician. I am based in Nashville, Tennessee. I've lived here now for seven years, but I call this Nashville 2.0. Um, <laughs> I took a summer off a few years ago to like regroup and recharge. And I entered back into Music City in a very different way. And so I have been here for seven years, but in a lot of ways, it only feels like I've been here for two or three because my approach has just changed a lot personally and with my career, spiritually, just in a lot of ways. Um, but I'm, a, I'm a, honestly very similar to a lot of Nashville musicians where I have a lot of different gigs and a lot of different streams of income and different things that I'm doing. And then I'm pouring that out and investing into things. It's just a big crazy wheel big crazy ferris wheel we are all on and i say that because i don't know about the other entertainment capitals of the i don't i don't know you know la's vibe or new york's vibe but i know what nashville is or at least i'm starting to get to know so i'm all over the place it's crazy but yeah i sometimes feel like i'm a gerbil like just yeah going around and around and i'm like am i going anywhere I feel like I don't I'm know. going and then, somewhere. And then, like, something yeah. will happen, and then something will happen, and it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah I spot. went somewhere. Just, yeah, there's <laughs> a there's a long term game here. You know, I mean, I don't. Once again, I don't know about you know your town or what, but you know, before I moved here, I I had a a piano teacher. He was my jazz piano teacher at college. He said, "Okay, Camber, you're going to Nashville. It's a ten year town." And, and he was just trying to say, okay, you're in it for the long haul. Yes. Because I imagine, I imagine that he has seen a lot of students or a lot of people in his life go to these different places and give up after six months. Yes. Six months into Nashville, I was still learning how to pay my bills on time. Still haven't mm-hmm. mastered that. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, that is so smart. I've actually never heard any professor say that. And I constantly say it. <gasps> really? I, I just, I constantly say it. I actually, it's just so funny. Um, I, uh, the last podcast that I did, I was talking about music finance and how that just okay. plays a huge role in, um, mostly in anybody's lives, but in musicians' lives, it plays a huge role. And for some reason, we like to, we're creatives and we like to just live by the seat of our pants. The money comes in, we want to spend it. Whether it be on our art or whether it be on, oh, I just barely made rent on time or, or whatever. And um, a lot of times we don't realize that it, it takes 10 years to, to really get to the success point we want to get to. And then you have 
probably another 10 years where you're at that high point and you maintain that high point for a good, a good chunk, but then you kind of go back down to, to where you were and you just kind of, you know, stat, static out. And how are you planning that? How are you like making sure that when you retire, you have a retirement? Yeah. Did you just squander those 10 years? You know what I mean? And, and yeah. a lot of times people just don't realize you are, you know, I've found, I mean, obviously I was in Nashville for a bit, but I've found that it takes 10 years to get anywhere. You look at any, any of the people that you love um, and respect as a musician or an artist, of course. it always takes 10 years. And like some people get so upset that, oh, that person's younger than me and, and they already have a hit song. Okay. That person was in the industry at 15 years old. They deserve a hit song at 25. You weren't doing that, unfortunately. And, you know, yeah. it's just putting things in perspective. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's just very interesting to me how a lot Good of people point. don't put, you know, connect those together. So congrats well, to your freaking professor put, giving you the leg up. And he was, and he was being kind. He wasn't, I think it was just in a really like firm, but loving way, just saying like, all right, you know, this is a long-term journey for you. This isn't, well, I'm going to go. Cause I'll be honest with you. I've, I've had a a lot of friends like come into town they're here for two seconds and then it's like oh nothing's working out I'm like I know you've been here for two two seconds <laughs> like it takes time like I think about relationships I have or uh whether it's actual musicians or it's people in the industry that maybe like I'm finally taking that meeting with or I don't know collaborating on a show or like just anything and I think huh I've actually known that person for four years but whatever circumstances or different things it just took like it's all about those relationships and you have to cultivate them yeah you have to be patient you can't just so much and you're so right like when you when you mentioned this thing about um the the person having a hit song at 25 right you know i couldn't help but think about um uh haley williams when you think right. about how young she was so young and she was blessed with just being really in music city and at a certain time and certain i'm thinking well she was blessed with that and like yeah. celebrate that right constantly evolving she's a grown woman now and her music is evolved like you know like you said kind of having a pity party for yourself yeah i didn't move out here i was freshly 22 okay Mm -hmm. so in some worlds that would be older so it's just like well you got to make the best of what what you know and Mm -hmm. i don't know and i think like you weren't really asking me this but this thought is just coming to my mind it's like a lot of the journey of being here in Nashville isn't just, well, I'm trying to make it. It's about further education. Yeah. I have seen my myself grow as a musician exponentially, even just in the past two years. Mm-hmm. And then not to mention the past seven years. And I think we also have to think long game musically and artistically. Yes, you know, you want that hit. Yeah, that's awesome. Everybody wants a hit by right. the time you're 25 <laughs> but we also have to trust in that long-term journey of growing as a person mm-hmm. and as an artist 
and as a professional. Um, I don't know. And I've had to really wrestle with these things and think about these things as I'm in my late twenties and thirties, getting closer to closer. Mm -hmm. And when I'm, when I'm in my healthy place, it's like, you know what, this is just the beginning, Mm -hmm. you know, because I I was talking to our friend, Tom, Thomas Mm -hmm. Daniel, uh, on the phone the other day, we were like, when we were 22, we didn't know Jack squat, but we thought we did. We thought we did. <laughs> we so thought we did. We were like, no, that song sucks. No, <laughs> this, this and that. Um, pop music, what? <laughs> you know, we were just so, so like that. It's just so funny looking back on on me, who I was like seven years ago, 10 years ago. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but what were some of like that? What were some of the things that you in the last, you know, 10 years of pursuing music, what are, what are the roller coaster things that you've had to deal with? Like the highs and the lows, like what, like how, how have you worked on just kind of becoming static? Because the reason why most people, as you know, and I know, the reason why most of our friends give up before that 10 year mark is because they can't figure out how, how to find just the middle ground to be that consistent thing, not letting the extremes really affect their, their personality and how they're dealing with stuff. Well, I think too, you got to be careful too. Like, okay, I've, I believe I'm an artist. I believe I'm called to certain things, but at the end of the day too, I'm careful sometimes with my language. Like it's not fully who I am. Mm, like I'm a human a being you know what I'm saying yeah. and so you got to be careful with your language like if you're letting like one bad show or like one bad eating or something negative overtake everything and just totally destroy yeah. you okay you're not gonna make it <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I just mean Correct. I to tell you like how many like terrible interactions I've had or like shows that maybe they just didn't go that well or just disappointments. Like you have to kind of learn to shake it off a little bit. And then, you know, I don't know, kind of makes the the good stuff taste that that much sweeter. But even with those, Mm -hmm. you have to keep in the back of your mind, keep yourself in check. It's like, okay, that's another, another notch or another drop in the bucket. Now let's take that in stride and move on to the next thing. Like you can't be like, Oh my God. Like, I don't know. When I was touring with Ravner, like some of the bands we got to uh, open up for, or whatever. If I would have rested on that, been like, "Oh, we're doing really good." <laughs> That's one tiny little step. I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, not to uh, not to dismiss something or minimize successes. Right. You want it got you where those. you are. Yeah, it got you where you are. But also at the same time, you got to understand in your head whether good or bad, whatever happens, even if it's the best day of your life or the worst day of your life, like this too shall pass. You know what I mean? And there's going to be another moment where it's going to be the opposite. You know what I mean? Um, and there's, yes. there's, you always have to keep in your head like, okay, yeah, this is, I'm living my best dang life right now. But you also in your head, even when you're living your best life, you have to be like, okay, balance is going to come. And I need to, humility is going to come. Yes. Even in these moments where I feel on top of the world, I have to somehow find a levelness 
so that when the crash comes, I'm not falling from here. I actually leveled out to here and I'm only falling from here to here. You know what I'm saying? Well, and I think, and this is where we're kind of getting into personal development and personal mm -hmm. growth. I think artists and musicians, you need to have a therapist. Mm. Interesting. You absolutely need to have a therapist because most likely, if you are an artist, you probably have trauma. You probably yes. have depression. You probably have anxiety. You probably have obsessive compulsive behavior, mm -hmm. let alone other serious mental illness. You need to have a therapist. And like a lot of the work that you have with a therapist is learning all of these skills, mm -hmm. you know? And for me, man, I've been going in with therapy for the past <laughs> five years. Yes. So five and a half years. And so like you, you start learning those like coping skills of how to talk things out and how to feel your emotions instead of letting, yeah. letting like Chaos. disappointment. Cause I'm telling you when I was 19, 20, I remember one time I just kind of having a bad show and it was just like this big black cloud over me. And it was just this horrible. And now it's like if something happened where it just like didn't go that great. Or I just didn't have a awesome vibe. It's just, it happens. Right. Yeah, it it's happens. not the end of the world. It's like, well, the next show will be good. The next show will be good. Okay. And it'll be different. Yeah. The people, I just, I, I think as artists, we don't, I, I think we create such great art because we are tapped into our trauma and our emotional side. But what we don't always realize is we don't ever get out of that. Like I told, I told um, a friend of mine the other day, I said, um, well, first, first and foremost, I think you and I know, I think it's like a third of the industry deals with mental illness. I think, it, I don't know, more. I don't know if not more, right? Like, I think that's what Warren told us the first day, at least for our class, the first day of CMC, he, he told us about how a, a more, or if not, at least a third of the industry deals yes. with mental illness. But, um, I was telling somebody the other day and they're, they're not mute they're not not musically inclined, but they're not in the industry. They just like music, they're just a listener. Yeah. And um, she said, what, what, why do you feel that artists deal with so much emotional stuff? Because a lot of people go through trauma, right? But, but it seems like artists tend to be a little bit more tortured. And I said, well, one of the things for me as an artist is I sometimes feel that I'm never getting over what my trauma is because I'm constantly reopening that wound to write a song about it again. Interesting. So then I'm redealing with and putting myself back into the hole just to get a good song out of it. And Sadistic, it's, isn't God, it? am I ever going to get over this? No! <laughs> it's, you know, it's just this constant battle of like, you know, oh, okay, I, I, I want to write this deep song about this. Okay, what in my life have I dealt with that? And then it's like, oh, God, I'm just tearing it over Hey, it's again. like, you know? Honestly, I mean, you're in L.A. I don't know. Do you get to interact with, like, actors much? Because I feel like that's what they have oh. to do. Oh, absolutely. Abs oh, uh, actors are some of the, the weirdest. I mean, like, weirdest people I meet. They are, to me, like... I'm so, it's so funny that I'm in the arts industry sometimes because I just don't feel like a typical artist. I'm just not, um, I'm so more logic brained. Yes, like yes, I'm you so, are. Yeah, I'm not like. You absolutely are. 
I'm not in the ethereal realm. I'm very much like, even as a writer, I just take it like, this is what it is. You know what I mean? But that's a good thing. That's exactly who you are and who you need to be. Right. And I stay in my lane. Right. Um, (laughs) But it's funny when I meet actors, because I'm like, I get you. I understand why you are the way you are, but also I'm like, I don't understand. I don't know what you are planet I don't know you're how, living on. Right. How did you get there? That's what I want to know. Like, Earth. how did you tap into whatever Where voodoo? You? <laughs> right. It's just so funny. They're, they really are. They really are to me just like on another, on another realm, another wavelength. Because I'm like, I I just and I I feel like too I could act I feel like too but I just don't feel yeah. like I could uh, sometimes I'm like communicate like with one of my friends I'm thinking of right now he literally would be like just turn it on and you're like you're a different person you're a completely oh! different person like, that almost, so that almost freaks me out <laughs> it's so weird like I feel like I could act but I would be acting myself in whatever role that I would be put in you see what I'm saying well like, I mean. A lot of the, a lot of the musician actors end up doing that. But like I, I could think never about Marilyn Manson. Like someone else. But do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like I think about Marilyn Manson. He's done on acting. He's really just being himself. Yeah. In a way, in a way, I don't know. Right. I don't know anything well, about with, acting. Same with like Beyonce, right? Beyonce. Yes. supposedly when you meet her face to face she's very quiet and shy but okay, you see her on stage that. yeah you see her on stage and she's wilding <laughs> you're like hold on what the heck hold, hold on and it's because when she goes on stage she she has a persona yeah she has a whole like i'm when i get on stage i'm beyonce you know what? i am beyonce I think it's a, I think we need to talk about that for a second. And I can't help. I hope you're not hearing that train in the background. No, I'm mm, not. I'm next to a train. Um, <laughs> I know it's Nashville, Tennessee. Um, <laughs> so Warren, our director at the CMC, mm-hmm. our music college that we went to, mm-hmm. uh, he would talk about as musicians and artists being an egomaniac on stage Mm. or and to me how I translate that is whatever your persona is if it's a Beyonce type or like a pop diva type or if you're a rocker or if it's whatever it is but then learning how to kind of set that aside and just be a normal person all of that should just fall to the wayside once you come off stage yeah he would talk about that so I think in like a weird sense like you know, I don't know. Musicians are actors in a way too. Artists, right? Totally to an extent, because because you're you're imbo- whether whether it's a feel good pop song or it's a moody ballad or like you kind of said earlier, tapping into other emotions. Like you're embodying a story. You're embodying mm-hmm. an emotion, a character. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a whole thing. Oh, I love it. I love yeah. being an artist. And you you almost you almost. Now we're kind of getting into like stage performance, right? Yeah, we are. You have to, you have to kind of also understand, and this is something that I actually learned in uh, theater, was the person in the back doesn't see you just making a a subtle movement. 
The person in the back, you have to be dramatic with it. And then the person in the back sees it, right? So it's like the same thing for stage when you're performing. It's like when you do a wink, you don't just do a soft wink. You go, and it's dramatic. It plays into this whole role of you are a, oh, not a different, I, I don't want to say different person because the songs are you, no, right? It's like, it's, it's an aspect of you, but it's an aspect of you that you've decided to magnify yes, at a great expression. level. You, know? you are mm-hmm. expressing. Well, it's funny you say the thing about the back of the room. I'm going to bring up Warren again because there's just mm. things that are happening he would, I remember one time when I was at CMC and he said, okay, Camber, whatever song I was singing that I wrote, he said, I want you to sing this. And as you're singing it, point to the back mm. of the room. And mm. I, I truly believe he was not talking about my volume. Interesting. He was not talking about my volume. Like, make sure that, you, that people in the back can hear you. Like, cause I'm sure, I mean, you're like me being a trained musician and all that stuff we've all heard that like in choir or vocal lessons. Mm-hmm. So he's talking about, he was, I truly believe he was talking about kind of that s- spiritual part, that expression part where it's like, you are throwing your energy to the back yeah. of the room. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's an amazing thing. And I love yeah. that you brought up about theater. It, it's all related, you know, it is. Oh, it's so it cool. is. And, it's, and it's all, it's weirdly like, I like how you brought up the spiritual aspect as well, because that's, that's why, that's why one of the reasons, uh, when you write your own songs, they, to me have so much more of an impact. Right. And when you have written it and you can really tap into what's happening internally, spiritually, emotionally, then when you do get on stage, it's like an explosive thing. Yeah. It's like, you can't, you almost can't damper it. Like me, and again, this is not for everybody. Maybe, you know, Nora Jones obviously is not going to go on stage and do a kick kick in the air like Paramore. Right. But there is something about her when she does get on stage on that piano. And even though she hasn't written those songs, something comes out of her. Right. And, and whatever that is to you as an artist is whatever that is to you an artist. For me, I'm going to do a Charleston. I'm going to kick in the air. I'm going to be like grabbing people out of the audience and whatever. Um, and that may or may not be you, but you have to dig deep. And, and I like what you said, put the energy to the back of the room, whatever that energy is. Yeah. It could be soft, to, it could be loud, to, it could be whatever. Yeah. And I, and, and hopefully it took me a while to understand this, but I think it, when we say this, you have to think very abstractly. I mean, it differs from person to person. You have to own your energy and kind of your, I hate to say the word shtick, mm-hmm. lack of a better term. You have to right. know who that is. Let me think about Adele, the most right. powerful performer on the planet, you would argue. But there's no, there's no choreography. That hand, that hand energy, that hand energy hits the back 20,000. How do you explain that? I don't know. And it's how just, do you explain that? You're right. It's, it's the, just it as emanates powerful. from her. It emanates. You know what I mean? It's just, it is exactly that. The energy go, whatever is internally happening in you, you have to be very, which this is something that I had to learn. I was, I was a good performer, but I had to learn how to connect 
those two things. Like logically, like I know if I do X, Y, and Z, this is how the audience is going to respond. Like my logic mind, like right. knowing psychology understands that. But the other aspect about it is it's a feeling thing. And, yeah. uh, and whether or not you can logically say the right thing and logically do the right thing, but still the audience is going to feel what you are internally is happening. And I don't really Ooh. know how to explain that in the right way. Cause again, Ooh, write it down. So you, you write it on the person. wall, right? <laughs> write it on your forehead. <laughs> that, Gina, that is beautiful. What you said, and I'm going to steal that for my students next time we're going in. Right. Not much of that is happening right now. Not in the <laughs> right. summertime, not, not in COVID. We're just whipping out the ukulele and playing some, you know, <laughs> Whatever, right. or whatever it is. Right. Um, but I love that. The audience is not going to feel unless you are feeling. Mm -hmm. Like, I know for me, I'm sure you have this too. You know, I have some of my favorite performances and I save them on like a YouTube playlist of mm. different artists that I have. And when I watch those artists, it literally does not matter the genre. They are mm -hmm. all different genres and styles, um, different eras, different everything. But it's like, you know when they went in because they committed and they decided you see it in their eyes mm -hmm. oh. and you're like and, and you also know like in their heads especially as an artist you're like <sighs> when you're on stage and you're like i've decided in mm. this moment yes you are either going to feel me or not and i don't yeah. care either way yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's just like, yes. I'm feeling something right now and you're either going to be with me or you're not. And, and, and that's where you really have to Chills. put doubt outside of your mind, uh, outside of your mind. Because like that's when right. you doubt, people feel it. And that's what people don't understand. Like they think that like the stage is almost like a wall or a gate or, or something. But what you don't understand is, is people can feel that it's not a wall they can feel and people yeah. know when you're being true and when you're being honest that's why on social media when you message a hundred people and you're like hey check out my song and 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 people are like okay and not very many people do that because they know what's the truth the reason you're messaging them is because you want them to do something for your song and right. and some people will be like oh cool i'm so excited about your music and i'm excited about you but other people that maybe aren't your super fans are like you've never said anything to me the only time i get a message from you is every other month when you release a single you know right. what i'm saying right people can feel those things yeah and you gotta let your music you speak for yourself yeah and you gotta let your music speak for yourself you gotta let your performances your performances your aesthetic your your vibe you know it shouldn't just be like you said check out my single well right. why have right. you have you moved me or do I enjoy your music? Like I've been trying to listen, you know, living in Nashville, it's like I have a lot of artist friends. I've been trying to listen to different, you know, artists I know and listen to their music. You know what I'm saying? But not only yeah. to support, but it's like, I don't know. It's, ugh, it's tough. There, there, there's a whole other conversation we could have there. I know. About it can spammy get so, people and, so, so deep. You gotta let it speak so, for itself. 
I know. So, okay. So you mentioned a little bit about uh, your students, which this is something that I actually really want to get into with you because I think you are one of my main friends that has made, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, this might have, this is might have changed in the last few years, but has made a full-time income being a music teacher. Yes, that I, I say it's my main gig. Um, okay. Like I said, I have a few other like steady gigs right now that supplement that so I can survive because yeah. affordable housing is not a thing in right. Nashville. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I feel you. Yeah. In LA, I it's know. not a thing. <laughs> it's way worse in LA. Um, but it is my main gig, my main job. And how did how did you explain a little bit about like how you got into that? How how did you you know again build your clientele? You know all all those different you know facets that people are gonna be interested about if they want to become a, maybe they just want to be a music teacher and that's it. And is that a plausible thing for them? So here's the thing, I. I I kind of have a little bit of a unique situation. I do not have any formal education training as in mm. a music education degree. Um, pedagogy wasn't even a thing. I'm a music business person. That wow. is my degree. I, I didn't know music, that. Yes. I have a music <laughs> business degree um, uh, with like an emphasis in performance and orchestration. Wow. So with teaching I fell into it when I was a teenager about uh, 17 years old and uh, I was involved in church church that I grew up in with you know and I played piano in church so I was a musician in, in church that's kind of how I cut my teeth as a musician and uh, I just had some family start coming to me and say oh like you know would you be willing to teach piano you know obviously and I'll pay you or I was like, okay, like, I don't ever remember there being like this hesitation, like, oh, that's, I don't want to do that. Right. It just kind of happened. Right. Um, and then it built from there and I started building experience. And by the time, so I was 17, by the time I was like 20, I probably, well, like 19, I had like six or seven regular students and I was going to mm -hmm. school full time and playing shows and writing music and right. trying to, you know, being an the artist grind. The grind. whatever whatever that looked like on a on a local level for me at the time right and then once right when I graduated uh college I ended up it just kind of happened I fell into like a part-time job where I had like 10 students hmm. through through a music school in town um and then once I moved to town I ended up getting a job here at Jan Williams School of Music and then it went up to like 20 students and now I have like 35 and it's a lot. Wow. You have yeah. 35 now. Yeah. I have a ton. <laughs> Crazy. A <laughs> how is it, how is it uh, like spread out? Do you do like three days a week, five days a week? I do. Cause that's a lot. It has very, huh? What? I said, that's a lot. Like, how, like figuring out how to spread them out throughout yeah, either and, and I want to yeah. qualify that a little bit um some of my students are multi-instrumentalists 
so they're coming to me for a couple of stu- uh, couple of instruments. Mm-hmm. So I'm including those sessions. Wow. Um, individuals that I'm working with, it's probably about 25 to 30. Which but is still a sessions, lot. it's pushing 35. Mm-hmm. Um, so how it's spread out, it's varied over the years. I typically have four teaching days. Okay. And I work in the afternoons and evenings, and I usually just pack them in like sardines. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. <laughs> Right. Um, and like I said, I'm really blessed. I work at a really wonderful small business here in, in Brentwood, which is right outside mm-hmm. Nashville. It's very flexible. You know, it, this is not an institution mm-hmm. by any means. Right. Um, I feel very free to be myself. And I, I believe my heart for artistry and performing and writing and creating gets to flow through my teaching. So there's nothing about this where I am following like an institute. There's no dress code. There's no like, right. do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I am very free. You know, I have Nirvana posters on my wall in my room, you know, like whatever it is, I'm very <laughs> <Yes>. free to, <laughs> oh, to that. work with my, you know, work with my Now at the same time, doesn't mean that we don't have serious standards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is, this school has quite a reputation. It's been around for like 35 years. Right. So, you know, but like I said, I'm very blessed. And my, and my boss, she's very supportive of, she came to my show the other night. Oh. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So like great. this is a very supportive. And then a lot of the other teachers here, if they're not actively touring right now, they've toured in the past or they're session musicians. I mean, we are all right. Nashville artists and musicians that, love people mm. love to teach and love to share and communicate everything that you and I are talking about now yeah yeah so that's that's and I honestly and I love what yeah. you said about it's not some like stuffy place to work I think sometimes people think in their head that if I'm going to be a teacher it has to be at a school and I have to be business casual at the bare minimum oh my god um, and I think that that's wearing? a t-shirt t-shirt and shorts today right did you have the pink the pink eyeshadow too no (laughs) i i on the wall is enough (laughs) yeah i typically don't put on the heavy makeup because i'm working in an affluent suburb right i mean also why put the effort in right like oh my god exactly (laughs) no i i save it for the other things Right, exactly. You know, I think that that's just such a clear thing to paint is like, just because I think a lot of us think that when we become musicians, we want to be the most selling artist or the the best jazz player or like all these different things. And then as you get in your journey, you realize, actually, I I don't really like performing. I just like singing or actually, I, I don't really like any of those things. I just I found out I like teaching. And there's a lot of uh things you know caught up in our mind about what that looks like and I and I I like that you painted the picture that there is no mold the mold is whatever you want to be you know what I'm saying like you could if you decided hey this place is a little bit too stuffy for me I don't like that I can't wear my makeup you can start your own practice and and do it the way that you wanted to do it 
You know what I'm yes. saying? There's, there's just so many different ways to do that. Um, and I like that you just painted a picture of like, it's not stuffy. It doesn't have to be a school system. It doesn't have to be any of that. No. And I don't want that. You know, I, um, I've done a lot of work as a piano accompanist going into different schools and playing for different choirs and stuff. And I see how the music departments are treated and they're very, they're very constrained and it's right. very stressful environment. Um, you know, a place like this, it's, it, I joke about it, but it really does remind me of uh, school of rock, like the old moot, you know, that old Jack yes. Black. I love, I love movie. that movie. <laughs> I say old, it's 15 years old by now. Wow. Oh, I love it. I quote years? it all the time. Yeah. Holy crap. I feel dated. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's up there. But Hello, you got a bass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My favorite is when he's like, really light. He's talking to the drummer. <laughs> right. And he's like, or the keyboard player. And he's like, okay, bottom one. The top one, now the middle one. No, 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 not the middle one. But, but even that <laughs> language, his his spirit in that movie, I, I see it in myself, because he's just as passionate about performing, mm -hmm. and like rocking out on stage. Yeah. But he's so passionate about giving that away to others. It's not for himself. It's yeah. for others. Now that doesn't mean that you don't celebrate yourself. Like that's. That's why I can, I'm continuing to pursue my career. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't know. I think when I first moved here, I was like, okay, I'm doing this job, and then eventually I won't have to. To be honest with you, Gina, especially as this COVID has hit, I've mm -hmm. never been more thankful for these other jobs. Yeah. Touring is scarce. Um, you know, our industry is struggling. So for me, I'm yeah. trying to focus on, like, what's the heart behind everything I do instead of obsessing about what my life has to look like right as Absolutely. an artist musician and be thankful be thankful for the myriad opportunities and relationships I'm building now like kind yeah. of tapping back into what you were saying about can you find that level ground to enjoy mm -hmm. because those highs and lows oh gosh I know <laughs> it's, it gets exhausting especially touring Touring has the most, oh, I feel like, highs and lows. The ultimate drug. It's, prob it's probably touring. I know, touring, then songwriting, you know, then teaching. It's like, good God, I just feel like I'm on a roller coaster all the time. It's like, oh, I found out I'm on this tour. I'm so excited. Oh, COVID hit. Now the tour's canceled. You know what I mean? It's just like, good Lord. Like, when that it, happened, it's just, I was it's in such a so black crazy. hole. It was bad. It was bad. Uh, March was rough. March was rough. Yeah. This yeah. Year. Yeah. No, it's just, it's, it's nice to have something, uh, that is more consistent and, and it's grounding level and you're still in the industry that you want to be in. Um, and I think the perspective that a lot of people should look at teaching. I think a lot of times in, in, in our lives and, and even as musicians, the focus tends to be about ourselves, about our music, about our shows, about our things. Um, and what you don't realize as a teacher is even though you're getting paid, you're giving and you're depositing into somebody. Yes. Um, and that actually the return of investment 
on yes. that a lot of times is so much greater than the financial. Um, and it really does balance out the fact that it's so me, me, me over here. And when you do teaching, it's not about you at all. It's completely the opposite. It's about the person and the person that you are trying to develop into somebody that is supposed to be great. A beautiful um, thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think it's, it's a great way to balance. Um, and, and even if you've decided, you know what, teaching's not for me or, or whatever, yeah. um, finding some way to, to give and, and deposit into people is just so important, especially um, in the music industry. Because a lot of times, man, people, people start making all this money and then they forget about where they came from or forget about, you know, you know, all those different things. And you, you've got to do it. It is so important for your emotional well-being. Yeah. There's yin and, what is it? Yin and yang, you know, right. ebb and flow. There's give right. and take. You got to have, you got to have that balance. Cause I know for me, there have been times where it's like, Ooh, I'm pouring out too much and you yeah. need to pour back into yourself. Yes. Whether that's a musical thing, an artistic thing, like mm-hmm. working on a new song or whatever it is, it it really does all come down to balance for sure. Yes, it does. It does becoming and, and the think, static. <laughs> and you brought up a good point too. Teaching is not for everybody. You see, you understand. I come from like a family of communicators and teachers and talkers. My mother's an educator, um, and her father. He was a, or he, he retired, um, but he was a uh, minister, but hmm. he taught a lot and expressed a lot. And like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I come from this line of like, so I think that's just kind of been in me. Like, it's never yeah. just been like, okay, I'm creating and I'm expressing. Like, there's a huge part of me that's like, I love music theory and I want to talk about it and let's talk about music history and why did this happen and what, I don't know. So you have to recognize that that's part of you. And listen, I know musicians and artists, I won't, you know, name one specific, of course, but I'm like, they have no business teaching because you have no patience. Oh, that's so key. And you have no kindness. (laughs) You have to have have patience and kindness because so many times you'll be like, Hey, okay, this is your, uh, homework. For this week and then they come back and I'm talking about like I've I've given lessons to adults okay you think it would be better with adults it's not oh no the They're kids are the, are the good ones it's <laughs> yeah. way worse the kids are better. they don't do jack squat because <laughs> the kids are wanting to learn <laughs> well they don't well the adults what I have seen working with adults not all adults but with a lot of adults yeah on the surface they have more responsibilities and all this Right. But a lot of them, when I see personally, there's a lot of psychological hangups about, mm-hmm. well, I can't do this. Right. I'm like, too old. Know, oh, to well, do this. it's not going to be. Like, I had an adult one time and she would play really well. I mean, she would play really well, really beautifully. And she could never finish something and just kind of like, oh. it was like, well, whatever. Oh. At the end, at the end of something. Right. And it just makes it, it just like, oh. My type, my type A personality is going wild right now. My type A personality is like, just finish it. <laughs> they have too, like, many, just finish it. too many hangups. Yeah. Too many hangups. My favorite it happened the other day with one of my younger ones. She's probably six. Uh, she's a newer student of mine. 
and she finished something she did well and you could see like the celebration kind of running yeah. through her like yeah. it was kind of like and I was like yes, yes. that is a beautiful <laughs> thing gosh that it's just like when you thing. just don't finish it you rob yourself of just the joy that comes from finishing right and mastering something and playing something uh, beautifully and that, that like that's with songwriting too so many artists they're like I just can't ever seem to finish a song and I'm like look finish it <laughs> <laughs> the end of it is the worst crap you've ever heard in your life finish it then come back and revise it if that for is your struggle for the love of the lord just <laughs> finish it well you know what you're reminding me of is a the old uh like the shia labeouf thing few years ago <laughs> just do it just do it that is me that's me do it to you i'm like just do it and it's it's really funny because as i've gotten older i've you know your personality soften a bit right yeah. um as you get older and and my my boyfriend is actually the opposite of me like almost to a t the opposite he is not a finisher and he is fine with not being a finisher and it drives me nuts i mean i'm telling you like even even something on a minute level like he'll drink a water bottle and he'll leave this much in. oh and i'm like First of all, nobody wants to finish that because at that point it's fear factor water. Nobody wants to drink the sloppy whatever that's in there. But why why wouldn't you just want to finish it? Why would you leave that yeah. in there and just not, you know what I mean? <laughs> um and and obviously being with him for the last, you know, five and a half years and, yeah. and then me just getting older, that aspect of my personality has softened a little bit, but still to my core, I am like come to completion on something there is joy in the fact even just the simple fact of you finish a water bottle and you crush it and you throw it in the trash can yes. there is a joy and a, yes. and a thing that comes a, from that. a release if a you release will. yeah that's hilarious oh god it just it drives me nuts I mean, he's gonna see close. this and be like really you had to bring that up <laughs> Well, it's a good point. It's a good analogy. Um, but I don't know. Have you ever struggled with that? Have you ever struggled? I know your, your writing process is a little bit different than mine in the fact of I'm typically, not always, but typically more of a writer that when I sit down, there will be a finished song at the end of it. But you're not necessarily that no. writer. I know that you, you no. start something with an idea and it'll... I mean, I, I think, I can't remember what song it was, but it took you like a few months to just write it. Yeah. Now, how, what, how, how is that, uh, what does that work? Because that's such a different process to the way that I write. And how do you also, in, in, in terms of finishing, are you a person that finishes it and comes back to it typically? Or are you a person that's like, nope, as it comes to me, I have to be touched by inspiration and, and, and I go along that way. Okay. So <laughs> even right now, you have to be touched by inspiration to answer the question. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and I think inspiration is a dangerous thing. Inspiration is, is a very precious thing. Mm. Um, but you got to keep cultivating it. 
You got to yes. keep cultivating. So for me, what usually happens, yes, something comes and then it's varied. Um, I started writing a song the other day and I wrote the chorus and it was speaking of that feeling of completion. It was like, whew, this is exactly what I want to say and what I believe about this that I am talking about mm. right now. But I knew in my heart, that's all I can handle right now. And I will come mm. back when it's time. Mm. That's usually what happens. Um, I don't know how I see it. There's definitely kind of like that, that seedling analogy. And then it just kind of grows and it builds and it, mm. yeah, it takes me a while to finish. Mm. I'm very organic with, with my writing process. Now, when I have projects to do that I'm writing for other people, like I'm getting contracted to do. Yeah. It's a different story. Yeah. The that, timeline. Yeah. There, there's a deadline and it, there's kind of like, all right. And it gets a little more cerebral. Um, okay. But when it comes to my own music, I recognize that 98% of the time, <laughs> if not a hundred percent of the time, <laughs> It's a spiritual experience and I am being taught something through that experience and I'm learning something, interacting with a new part in my heart. So it might take some time. I have other stuff that's come together within a few days, but usually yeah. it's a process of several weeks or months. Now, right. when it, I, I do want to talk, however, because I'm seeing this right now mm. about finished songs. I have finished songs that I finished, but I didn't release. Hmm. yet I have a lot right now in the docket I'm like crap well all of a sudden I've seen myself in the past couple months revisit them and I'm like I still like this song but I definitely would change this in the harmony or yeah. like I definitely want to tweak this lyric or this melody or something and I think that's okay I, I, I suppose yeah. some people oh, would argue some people would argue and say okay, you need to stop messing with you, you just need to release it. But I don't know, like yeah. it comes back to that organic journey. Um, yeah. Something I learned from Tori Amos, one of my favorite artists, if not my favorite of all time, <laughs> she talks about songs being beings. Mm. Songs are, are, are beings that you're interacting with. Um, yeah. I don't know if I believe that all the time. I like mm. to use the term characters. Mm. Like I'm, you know, sorry for my language, but I remember one time I was, I was recording a, a song called Feather for um, my, my hard rock project, Ravener. This is a couple years back. And I was like, man, this song, she's just bitchy, you know? <laughs> right. And it was just like, right. like they're being so interesting. You know I what love, I mean? I really like that. That's a very interesting concept to me. That's, because again, I'm such a person that is on the ground, very much on the ground on things. And to think of something like the song as like a person or a character, because now I'm starting to go through like songs in, in my head, right? Like, like to me, Diamonds, she, that's sexy. Yeah, it was just, you that know was the exact, that's the exact word I was thinking. Like, and, and it was funny to me because I would get some blogs that would write about the song and they'd be like, yeah, they, they would paint the song as like this nice little, you know, oh yeah, she's saying like, wear me like a diamond, like cutesy thing. And I was like, no, this is like, what? 
boy, you better wear me like a diamond because I am everything. You know what I'm saying? Like I am all I, that you I need. Never, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like sexy. I it makes never, you think of when Mr. I heard, Mrs. Smith. <laughs> you know? Yes. When I heard that song, there was not an inkling of me that said, oh, this is a cutesy song. This is this is a lot deeper, deeper yeah. than that. For sure. It's like, wear me. You know what I'm saying? Wear me. Yeah. Like, to say something like that, wear me. That's, right. That is, like, a very sexual, like, sexy, like, yeah. sensual, like, and for me, too, like, you know, my, my artistry stuff is not, uh, it never has any innuendos, and, it, it, like, it doesn't cut right. it doesn't, any of that. Sure. It's very, it's, for the most part, very clean. Right. Um, but that, to me, is, like, the my my little dip in the toe if you will of being like no this song is sexy and i didn't have to tell you anything otherwise you felt it and you know what i love that for you because to me you know as we're getting older as women i mm-hmm. think that is something we do need to tap into a little bit with our artistry and once again mm-hmm. that doesn't mean i have to do anything sleazy but i've right. seen that with myself with my own writing um and sometimes it's not necessarily the lyrical content. Sometimes it's mm. the grooves. Mm-hmm. I've started to see more of this, like um, uh, the drummer I played with the other day, he described it as art rock come mm. out recently. Yeah. And I was like, huh, yeah, that's really resonating with me right now. And a lot yeah. of it is just these these grooves. And even yeah. that, there can be a level of um, sensuality or even sexuality mm-hmm. that I wasn't capable of five right. years ago. 10 years ago yeah which is okay I think like diamonds for you correct me wrong like maybe that was a little bit of like a risk or like getting out of a comfort zone a little bit Uh, you know it's so funny because great song thank you for me it's I when I write a song I don't I don't I don't really know how to explain it I, I see things very visually, right? So when I'm writing a song, I, and I think this is the way that my brain connects to it emotionally, is I see it on a stage level. Like, how am I, how do I take this song and connect it on a stage? So like, for instance, when, when I thought of, why don't you wear me like a diamond as the tag? I thought of, why don't you wear me like a diamond? I, I, I pictured myself coming across my chest and grabbing a piece of clothing, right? Even right. if it came off a shoulder or whatever. So right. it came across in a, in a sensual way and reflecting back, I realized that. But I'm not as much of an emotional um, writer in the moment. I'm more of a person that when I reflect back, I now realize subconsciously what I was trying to do. But You see what I'm saying? Uh, listen, I believe in that too. Um... Tom talks about that. Mm-hmm. Tom Bershaw, uh, Thomas Daniel. Um, we've talked about that many times. It's like, man, I wrote the song and I wasn't even totally sure what it was yeah. about. And then you and you look back and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, like me almost a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> I wish I could. I'm doing. I do better at like. Oh, I, I've done, actually. I I should say this. I should give myself a little more more credit especially in the last six months Mm. I have been much more aware of that and Mm. and like being in tune with almost like 
if a track has a nostalgic feeling to me, what nostalgia am I thinking about that is connecting to that? You know what I'm saying? That's, Um, that's huge. Yeah. And I, so I've, I've actually in my, if I'm going to defend my honor, uh, I've, I've connected with that a lot more recently when that is not typically who I am. I'm, I'm, cause I'm typically the, I'm typically the girl that's like, screw y'all. That's, that's typically my song. You know what I mean? My, like, screw <laughs> them, screw everybody else. You guys suck and you know, whatever. And then and not like that in real life. That's what's so funny. Maybe that's my alter ego. It's like, you know, flipping the bird to anybody that makes me mad. It's my paramour. Maybe it is. My, it, my internal paramour, I guess, within me, but um, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just now I'm more realizing as a songwriter, how, I don't know how to, how to connect those two things rather than just subcon- letting my subconscious speak for me. And then six months later, I realized, Oh, this is, w- this is why that, that meant so much to me. And this is why this, and you know what I mean? Explaining after the fact. And I think too, it just depends on what you believe, you know, for example, going back to songs or beings or characters, when I heard that being expressed, it resonated with me because mm-hmm. I think I believed that in my heart. I think I knew that maybe that's not every artist's journey. How could I say yeah. that about? Because um, another artist who I greatly respect is the late uh, Chris Cornell. Mm. Um, you know, from Soundgarden and of course later Audio Slave and all his, his yeah. solo music. And he would talk, he's like, you know, Sometimes songs, it's not necessarily like about this thing or this certain message. Sometimes I'm, I'm painting uh, word, you know, word pictures or textures with my words and my melodies. And you look back and you listen at some of it. It's like, huh, Mm -hmm. I don't know what shadow on the sun means. And I don't have to literally know. I just know that it's, beautiful and it's conveying this he said it like this sound picture you know what I'm saying yeah he would talk about that and there's one part of me maybe like the more like uh intellectual part or something or academic part I'm like well there should be a meaning to that song and it should mean (laughs) something and it's like well maybe it doesn't maybe it doesn't it just I actually that's one of the things that I learned from you the most as a songwriter is being aware of even something as simple as a consonant of do I want a k sound there Hmm. or is that too harsh because what I'm trying to say is not harsh so I need to be aware of what even the consonants I'm using yeah because I'm trying to emote something and when I'm trying to do that, I don't want the sound of a k getting in the way of that. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, that's like my favorite consonant, maybe because my name, I don't I know. I know, you love K's and T's. I love it. It feels good. <laughs> but I think that's such a great point, Gina. And, and I hope you're getting opportunities to, you know, teach some of these concepts and and getting paid for things because what a great point and um it's true like what what's your verbiage 
Like, do you need like a, a verb that's really powerful? Like you said, do you need something softer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to ask yourself those questions. Yeah. And what just, you know, a, a, a lot of times too, what I learned more from my like R&B people is what, what just feels right. It doesn't even oh. matter if it makes sense. It, a lot of times they'll throw something out there and I'm like, grammatically, that's not right. Consonant wise, I don't feel like it's right. But for some reason, when I sing it, it's right. And that's a whole other thing just to. Love that so much. Tom, Tom hates that about me now. I, I won't say hate, but I will, I will be in a session together. And I'm like, Tom, you're not going to like this. this is right this is I know it's not it's not lyrically right I know it's not lyrically right and I know it's it's not right but it is right when you sing it with the song and you sing it in the rhythm and everything it is right and the fact that it's wrong makes it right (laughs) he just (laughs) hates that he's like can we change it and I'm like no it's right (laughs) But I'm surprised to hear that about Tom because I feel like he writes stuff where there's like rules. He does, broke. and it's very rare. It's very rare that I can't get him on board. I have, but I do have to do a little bit more convincing than normal. If it's just, <laughs> if it's, if there's some, you know, Tom, if there's something wrong about it, he he. Oh, like, Let me see if I can beat it, which I'm down to beat it. Hey, if you can beat it, you can beat it. But I'm also like man something about that is just right it's weird but it's just well, think about that's Sia. the line what people remember it's the line that sticks out a lot of the times yeah. you know what i mean so well i mean think about um Re- uh, rihanna does that i well, i think i feel like a lot of her songs do that but even mm-hmm. sia mm-hmm. she she rhymes words that it's like okay when you say that word out loud, <laughs> it doesn't rhyme. Like exist <laughs> and chandelier. Right. That doesn't rhyme. Right. But yes, it does. When yes. when you're Sia and you make that song. You know what I'm saying? I, I know. know. No, no, it's it's like uh it's like alternative rock. So many times they'll have a rhyme scheme. It's like A B A B A B. And then all of a sudden at the end, right before they go to the chorus, they'll throw in a C. And you're like, it's technically wrong but it feels right but it just feels it right just well feels right that's a great point yeah well and you can you can get away with a lot of stuff with with rock and roll no but that's my like favorite my pop. favorite thing to do right now in pop music is i will purposefully almost end the verse or the pre to not rhyme it's this like new alternative, like little, uh, and I've also been like listening to so much Alanis Morissette and Paramore and like, and, and Haley Williams new album, which, oh my gosh, we need to talk about that. Cause I feel like you really like her new album. Correct. Maybe, maybe not, but I, uh, I, it hasn't, I see it. Right. <laughs> I, I'm not ready for it yet. Yeah. I haven't, are... I haven't. I've I've been going on some other musical journeys right now, but it'll yeah. come. I respect the hell out of her. I have three or four I think she's wonderful. Like, yeah. There are three or four songs in that album that I'm like, this is fire. Like this is fire. Here's the thing, Gina. Even if the whole record no one liked it, the reason why I think it's wonderful 
is because she is evolving and taking risks. She's a grown woman and she is growing and experimenting and trying new things. I don't care if I like it or not. It's good because she, she's getting out of those comfort zones. I imagine if I was Haley Williams, it'd be very easy to make riot over and over and over and over and over again. God, riot was so good. Okay. And I, and I look, and I'm not saying she ever needs to go back to it. I don't think going back to an album that you've already done is not the way to grow as an artist. You are she so has right. Other things to say, and I like her because, yeah, she did like the the punk thing and all of that. Mm-hmm. But she has started going into these other genres. She has the pop, and she has soul, and she has like the yeah. indie pop thing and right oh no and now it's kind of this ambient dark pop thing she can do whatever the whatever the hell she wants i think she's wonderful i think it's great and her hair oh well it's blonde it's red it's i mean i love it (laughs) it's for inspiration comes in many forms yes i was gonna say i'm sorry i didn't say anything yet but i was gonna say i i like the color that you're doing oh i like that it's not just I like that it's not just one color. It's like yeah. a gradient. And I think I that's feel amazing. like it's I look like um, you know, the rainbow fish. I was gonna Remember say that little story as a kid. Or like a uni- a little bit of unicorn vibe, but yes. Yeah, or sure, yeah, that too. <laughs> the rainbow fish is a better yes, I do remember that as a kid. That's so funny. Well, okay, so we're talking about songwriting. I'd love for you to kind of share some songs that Yeah you're working on or that maybe have released or about to release you can say a little bit about them um i know you have a lot of irons in the fire as we all do but i'd i'd love for you to just talk a little bit about what songs are coming out what what are you excited about right now and uh and hopefully share a couple songs if you want so I have um an acoustic EP that i actually recorded last year um, but with other obligations I had with Ravener and just other things going on in my life, it's taken a while to get some of it out, mm. but I've been slowly rolling that out. And for me, it was just, okay, I need to strip back all the, the, the rock, the rock and roll stuff, all the ambient stuff, all the electronic stuff. And who am I when it's just me? Okay. It's me and a piano. Mm. And about five songs came on the past two years, specifically for this project, that all came out of, out of a, you know, very epic breakup, Mm. um, being with someone for six years and going through a lot and processing all of it. So that's what this EP is about. And Mm. I do believe it's just a start. I, I, I have other songs coming where I'm still healing and I'm still processing and I'm still looking at things. But this is a collection of five songs. So I'll share um, just a couple from it. I'm going to do one that I already have out. Mm. And it's called On My Own. And basically, it's, it's been my, my little mantra. It's been my little buddy for the past two years of how am I conducting my life? Now, I have friends and family and the Lord that support me. But at the end of the day, it all comes back to right here. That's where I am right now. You know, I don't have a partner right now. You know, I, I'm in a season in my life where I'm trying to strengthen this and support this mm-hmm. and trust myself. 
Um, so I'm going to share that song first. Do it. I can't wait. Okay. The skies would clear so fast, and the things I cling to always seem to dissolve inside my head. The words I let go leave their echo unresolved inside my head. Too late. Can't stay out, figure this out on my own. Held on for too long now, figure this out. Only 21, so young, so free, holding on that. that one <laughs> I love that song 
So good, Camber. It's. I'm glad. Well, I started writing that friend. one on a ukulele, believe it or not. What? How? I don't perform it. I don't perform it on a ukulele. It was just kind of. <laughs> I was sitting. I well, don't, I don't perform it on a ukulele. <laughs> no, because I so just. So I don't think I can pull that off. I. It's too yeah. tiny, and I'm too big. It's just not working <laughs> out. <laughs> But um, it's kind of an it's kind of a neat story though. I was um I was in my house at the time that mm. I lived with uh with with my ex um after mm. he was gone I was alone in this house and I had to stay there for a couple months until I could figure out the next move. Mm. It's just kind of how the cookie crumbled there, and I was I just I remember the exact moment. I'm trying to remember if it was the middle of the day. I think it was it was in the middle of the night. Yeah. Mm. And the song just started coming. I had my ukulele and I'm just lightly picking. I wasn't even strumming. I wasn't like, hmm. right, you right. Know, there was no riptide coming out. Right. Um, Somewhere over the rainbow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, just kind of like, and it was just figuring this out on my own. It just kind of came. Oh my um, gosh. And then I finished it not too long after that, that summer. But that's that's the thing about your songs though. You feel even though obviously none of us knew what that song was about when we heard it, we knew what it was about. You see what I'm saying? You always feel your songs in depth. My 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 like again, it's so funny that we're such good friends because (laughs) to me we're so opposite in artistry. We really are. Like we Tom and I always joke uh with you and say like camber is like on a on a planet outside of the earth looking down on all of us peasants (laughs) y'all are just no y'all are just very silly and that's one of my favorite things because you and tom are very similar and and when i met tom at the cmc just just how he would talk about stuff like that with me it was just a trip so funny i know but it's just ironically enough tom's i feel like tom's in the middle of us tom's very much a deep feeler Um, he's in the middle yeah he's kind of in the middle of us if there's a spectrum yeah we're all on this spectrum i'm I'm more like i'm more like um if you're gonna cry at least dance like that's that's like my but, but you Gina, know mantra but it's funny okay yeah maybe you talk about opposites and things but there are songs that you've written mm. and you know what my favorite one is you know mm. what my favorite one is it's dance right. dance till we die right there's this there's this beautiful spirit in there that resonates mm. with me so deeply and i ask myself we're really not that much different just because right. we approach things differently and yeah. you know, whatever, there's different angles of things. There's a, so there's true. a similar spirit there. Oh, absolutely. Do. Yeah. And, and I a, love, a similar how form. I see it, I hope this is the right term. To me, there is a beautiful, like, um, childlike innocence in your music. And I know we're mm. talking about stuff that's more, it's more sexy or it's just not, right, right. maybe I'm not really talking about that. That's okay. But there's a there's an energy about you. I saw it when I saw you on um, on Idol too. 
there's mm. a like a vibrancy mm. and you know for me sometimes I'm a little more of an old soul mm. and so I don't know but that's what I admire about you because mm. we need we need artists like you to remember why life can be good right <laughs> there's balance right there's always there's always balance that's what Tom and I talk about it's like yeah. if I'm anything other than myself then there's it's again, it's just not going to be true to who I am. And, and I think right. um, the listener knows that. That's right. It's, it's not, it's not right. typically who I am to, to write songs in, in, you know, the, 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 the ballads and the, in the, in the cry me songs. That's just not who I am. I, I, if I'm going to like be upset, I'm going to get in my car and I'm going to put on songs that make me feel the opposite. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, yeah. rather than, you know, Tom's like, man, I just, I just, sometimes when I'm feeling down, I just put like a song that just like makes me want to cry. And I'm like, Lord, that is so not who I am. <laughs> and that's not to say it's wrong, <laughs> but God, that sounds like the worst to me. No. Tell me I'm sad and now I'm putting on music to make me more sad. But again, that's to each their own, right? There's a total audience that feels exactly like that. And there's a total audience that feels exactly like me. Well, and there's balance. Yeah, that's why his his influences make sense for him and your influences make right. sense for you. I mean, he, you know, some of his main influences are Adele. Yeah. And I Brooke Frazier. I man, I've tried so She's I, moody. I like Brooke Frazier, like Christian Christian music, Brooke Frazier. I'm all in. And I liked her, uh, I think it's her last album, but that album had a lot more energy in it, a lot more energy in it. Um, but I've tried to get into like acoustic singer songwriter, but I've really tried because Tom's like my best friend. I'm like, I want to be in it with him. I just want to love her. And I'm just like, one song in, I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> no. it's like, and, that, so, and I just think, I don't know. I, I think that's okay. I, I feel similarly, is. I won't give any specifics, but I feel similarly to certain styles or certain yeah. artists. I'm like, okay, my friend over here really, really loves this. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. I just, it's not, and it's I think not, it's okay. okay. <laughs> it's not connecting. It's not connecting. <laughs> so, is, so, okay. So let's get, let's get back to the music because we went on a rabbit trail. So I don't what's this, what's this next song? What's this next song? Is it, is it out? Is it, is it going to come out? Give I think, beats. I think it's time for better off. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> um, yeah, better off is out. Um, and like I said, I'm putting out these like super raw stripped down versions of these songs. I recorded them live on an upright piano at Gnome Studios, Nashville, Tennessee. So there's no tuning there's very little like editing. So like there's cracks in my voice. There's like not always perfect, you know, on the grid pitch. Yeah. And timing. And that's what I wanted. I was like, this is not about, this is like just being super raw and authentic because I had everything stripped away from me two years ago, like just everything. And I had to start yeah. over and figure out who, who am I now and what is happening? Yeah. So this needs to come out in my music. Um, so like I have on my own, um, this, yeah, this song's called Better Off. And we were talking earlier about songs having certain energies. This is one of them. Mm. So I'm going to do this one next. And I'm <laughs> excited because I am recording with, uh, my friend Josh Howard and his, mm. um, 
production house, like an actual produced version Yay, of this song right now. He's cool. in LA, by the way. Yeah, I know. I know. He just yeah. helped Tom, uh, him and his wife just helped Tom move. <laughs> I think. I think it was them, Gosh, right? they're good people. Yeah, they're such, they're such good people. And Tom's told me I need to uh, meet them a few times. He's like, you would just love them. And yeah, so just, I definitely need to. People. Josh and Hannah. Anyway, here we go. So... Bury it in smoke, bury it in steel, bury it in pride. Now, show me how you feel. Say you're better off. Say you're better off Hiding in the lies Hiding in the dough Hiding in the highs Hiding in the low Say you're better off Say you're better off Torn up, empty, beat up, and bruised. I thought I had something to prove. Well, you're better off without me. Without you.
<laughs> so the wonderful camber everyone thank you so much first of all i just want to revel about you for a second Aww, you're and sweet. how just an awesome friend you have been to me over all the again seven seven eight years that we've been seven friends years. literally camber has shown up to almost every show of mine in nashville um they're fun con constantly checking in with good. me and just all of those things you were seriously such a great friend such a good human Life and I, I know you've, you've said Camber, you know, 2.0 or Nashville 2.0, um, but it, it, you, Camber 2.0 is amazing. And I'm just so <laughs> thankful to call you a friend. I'm so thankful that we met. Um, and yeah. I feel I'm, the same way. Thank you for coming I on here. And just it's talking been awesome. With people. Yeah. It's just been fun to just hang out and kick it. And what a blessing. It's I been it. so great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so one one parting thing I want you to leave with people, just one. Um, and I think what I think what it should be is what is one thing if you could give one parting wisdom to somebody right now, which again I know there's a lot of things going on in 2020 currently in July. Um, so it can be either a universal truth or something that you think pertains to this moment specifically, but what, what would be a wisdom that you would give, um, to somebody in the industry right now? Honestly, I think this is a time don't like fight tooth and nail. Mm. I think we need to become more fluid and more flexible because life as we know it is changing yeah and in in some ways let's see where that journey takes us mm -hmm. maybe it's something beautiful yeah um I, I don't know i there's a lot of negativity understandably so a lot of grieving right now of what we've lost and we don't know if it's a permanent loss yeah. I, I don't know, but I think that's even more a, a bigger opportunity to tap in. Okay, why did I come to music as a kid anyway? Right. Why, why am I here? What, what draws me in every time I sit down to play or sing or write or create? Yeah. That's what we need to focus on right now because there's a lot of stuff we can't control. Mm-hmm. What is, it, what is it well. that Bruce Lee says? He says, become like water. When water is put into the cup, it becomes the cup. When water is put into a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Water can flow. It can crash. It can do all these things. So become like water, people. Um, really quick, Camber, just give your socials. I'm going to post it throughout this video. So yeah. I'm sure people have already seen it. Um, but not only give yours, give, you know, also all of your bands give ravener and, yeah, and all yeah. of that stuff yeah so absolutely everything i have is all under camber music mm. with um, a k facebook, people with a k yeah amber with a k music and website facebook youtube instagram soundcloud everything is under camber music um ravener is my uh hard rock alt metal cinematic it's moody sick, whatever 
concert is out of this world. A rabbit or crossing, you're just like, no, no, <laughs> going in. Oh, oh gosh. I mean, I wish you played out in Cali because I would so show up to a rabbit or show. It is so I don't know. Fun. I with all of that stuff, I don't. I don't even know. It's gonna be a minute. I know it's gonna be right. We'll have to see. But all of that, you can still listen to music, and I'm getting ready to release music for Ravener as well. I'm doing releases for both, and so yes, the music lives on. It's just gonna be online. It's all (laughs) Ravener band. Ravener band. Everything is Ravener band. R A V I N E R band. So it's pretty easy. Well, awesome. Well, thank you guys. Well, thank you guys. I meant to say thank you, Camber, for coming on and just imparting so much wisdom. That's um, wonderful. I know. I had so, so much, much fun. fun. And um, please, everybody go follow Camber. Uh, again, I cannot talk highly enough about her. She's just a great human, but also just a great artist as well. Definitely somebody that you guys should tap into. So we'll see you guys next Thanks, Monday. Bye.